Thank you for tuning into this week's message from Freedom Church CO in Woodland Park, Colorado. If you want to know more about us, you can visit freedomchurchco.com or follow us on social media at Freedom Church CO. So we've titled this A Church That Serves. And we have a lot of you in this church that serve in places, and we are so blessed. It takes, I'm, how do I say this? I don't like sloppy. I'll just say it like this. I'm really big on excellence, and, that, and I'm not talking perfection, but I believe that, that what happens in this place is done with excellence, and it's because we, are, we have a lot of you helping, but we need some help in some other areas. And, you know, I, I've always just struggled with asking for help. Um, that's my pride, so too bad, Joe. So anyway... <laughs> I just have to listen to God, right? So I want to read Proverbs 11.25 from the Passion. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them. Do you guys believe that? <laughs> it's, it's God's word. And it's a promise but are you expecting it? And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. How many of you want to have favor? It's a promise from God that we have favor with God and man. But I'm telling you, I, I expect to have favor with those that that God is wanting to, to bring into my life to help me in some way. And I want to be able to help others. And you know, it's all about, it's, it's, we've got to be servants. I'm going to get ahead of myself, but was Jesus like the ultimate in this? And wasn't he our example of how to live this life? If you're getting uncomfortable, just take a deep breath. You're, you're good. I believe one huge hindrance to people not serving is that they believe the lie that the church is trying to get something from them and there's nothing in return for them. And so I'm going to be transparent. I'm trying to get something from you. We need some help in some areas. But and so I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Is that whatever? Anyway, but in that, God wants to bless you in return for your for your time, for your finances, for whatever it is that we are doing for him, that is planting seed. I don't know if I've ever planted anything. Most of us probably haven't. But if you, but if you look, if you read through the New Testament, especially the Gospels, it's, it, it's always talking about planting and reaping a harvest planting seeds and reaping a harvest. And when we give of our time, our finances, we are planting seed and you should be expecting, uh, see, regardless of what religious people say, you should be expecting a harvest from the seeds that you are planting in the ground. Why would you plant tomatoes and not expect them to grow? <laughs> I'm 
trying to help somebody in this place. Be expecting. Man, religion, religion will get you to believe it's not about you in any way. Just, just you know, make it the best you can through life and die and go to heaven. But that's, that's not what a relationship with Christ is all about. And he wants, he wants us to be blessed in this life before the next one. And you believe you're going to do, you know what? Do you believe you're going to be blessed in the next life? (laughs) But be be expecting, gosh, raise your hand. Don't lie, but raise your hand if you're expecting to be blessed. Okay. And I believe everybody in here is. We're all, I don't know, maybe we're at different places and we're comparing ourselves to somebody else and some natural things or whatever. They got a bigger house, more money, whatever it is. We're where we're at and we're learning, we're maturing, we are growing. But man, if you're not expecting anything, how are you going to get anything? So start somewhere, please. None of this is in my notes. I got to get through this. And he's but not anyway. talking about reincarnation. <laughs> not talking about How many are blessed in your next life? And you're like, oh. he means eternity, okay? <laughs> I don't even know what she said. Anyway. Not reincarnation. So, <laughs> Clearing that up. If you've given up your willingness to serve, then you've given up the ability to be blessed. Man, we've got to be servants. Uh, again, Jesus came and he set the example, right? And then he's given each of you a gift. And you know, there's been times where I, I've been in different churches and I, I'm, they might have needed some help in an area and I thought, oh, I, I, can, I can help a little bit there. And I gave some of my time there and I did it willingly, um, but it wasn't necessarily where my gifts were. And so I say it like this, get involved. If, if, if you see an area and you're like, okay, I can give a little bit of time here, please do that. But, but for the most part, find somewhere where you're gifted and that you're going to enjoy so you're not driving to church on a Saturday night and thinking, oh, no, not again. That's religious. Please enjoy but every one of you in here, whether you believe it or not, please believe it. I'm telling you the truth. Every single one of you are gifted in some way or ways. Do you, do you believe it? You are. It's the truth. Matthew 20, 28. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Aren't you so grateful that Jesus did that for you? I know, I know we all are. Jesus, this, this is what always boggles my mind, though. Jesus came to this earth as God in the flesh and served man. He did. God, God Almighty, came down here in a physical body and, and was born of a virgin grew up, left heaven, and grew up in this crazy place where we're all at and we're making it better because we are lights in this world of darkness. But he came and served because he loves every single one of you. That's why he did what he did. 
out of a love for you. And I believe when we're, when we're, when we're serving, we're loving him back. We're being a blessing and we're going to be blessed for that. Amen? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. There, I, I can tell you this is the truth because I lived the first 28 years of my life and it was all about me and it was so empty. And I didn't know I had a, uh, a vo- a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A hole, that's not what I'm trying to say. Anyway, that only God could fill. And I was all about myself and I was one of the most miserable people on this planet, but I didn't understand what I'm telling you now. But I have learned this. The more I give, the more blessed I am, the more fulfilled I am, the more I realize my purpose here on this earth and the people around me are happy. Don't you want the people around you to be happy? <laughs> I hate it when the people around me are frowning. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta help out here. But you know what? When we are giving because we were created to give, that is when we're fulfilled. That is when we are so blessed. That is when, that is when, man, we wake up every day and we're like, hey, what do I get to do today? Who can I bless today? What, uh, what can I, who can, who can I call or send a text to? Who can I tell that, man, you know, sometimes just call somebody or send them a text and say, I love you. That, that's, that's like a huge blessing to so many people. Maybe they haven't heard it in a while or they just want to hear it from you. But that is giving. That is giving of ourselves to somebody else. Don't you like to make people happy? Amen. 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 I'm going I'm I'm to let Tessa go after this one. Are you guys blessed? Just. <laughs> I am. Serving. I, don't know if they are, I but... promise you. <laughs> serving is, is such a blessing. So, if we're talking about, he kind of stole a little bit of my thunder, but it's okay. Yeah, because we've all been given gifts for a reason. And the gifts that we're given are not for us to just heap them upon ourselves and us just be blessed only or store them up for ourselves. Literally, the gifts God has placed in your life, whether it a spiritual gift or even a natural gift, do you know that his heart is that when he gives you a gift, that gift multiplies. And it's blessed and given out and handed out and supplied to others. And literally, that's what Pastor Joe is saying. That's really the only way that we're fulfilled. So I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're in this room and you're literally sitting there thinking, I can't stand my life. I don't even know what my purpose is. I just feel like I'm always spinning my wheels. And at the end of my night, when I get home, I just think, what's this all for? Check you're giving. I'm not talking about money right now. I'm not talking about money or finances. I'm talking about how much of yourself do you give to others? If you're a dad, how much do you give to your kids? How much do you give to your wife? Moms, how much do you give to your kids? How much do you give and serve your husband? When you're at work, are you only always thinking about yourself and your own convenience and your own comfort? Or are you sometimes at work literally sitting there thinking, 
God, make me a blessing today. How can I bless and encourage and give to my coworker? And I'm telling you, you test God in this. If you give, he says, and that's not just with finances. When you give, he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings in your life that you cannot even contain. And he says to test him in that. I'm just telling you, try it. Try it when you go to work Monday. Okay, I'm giving you a challenge. But let, let's, let, let's keep reading here in Ephesians. Well, we haven't begun, so we're gonna start. So Ephesians chapter four, and like Joe was talking about the, the gifts that he's given us, um, in verse 11, he's talking about the fivefold ministry gifts, okay? But he's just talking about how these gifts are given in the church, and here's why. And here's another thing. Can I ask you guys to be honest? How many of you guys have ever asked yourself, what actually is the purpose of church. What is church? Yeah, amen, me too. And I'm a pastor's wife. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the purpose of all this? No, but for real, like it's an, I think every one of us should ask that question because then it opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to teach us and to reveal truth. If we never ask, if we just go along like herds of people and never ask questions, never understand, just do what we're told, go where we're led. No, that's not what God intended. He intended us for, for us to say as good stewards, as good children, as good disciples, like we did with our parents, what's this all about? Or even the question, why? Ask. He's going to give you the answers. So Ephesians 4.12 says this. I'm going to start reading in verse 12 through 16, and I'll make it snappy. So he did this. In other words, gave us gifts. You guys listen. He did this to fully, and I'm going to be reading in the Amplified. So this is Ephesians 4.12 out of the Amplified. There we go. He did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for works of service, to build up the body of Christ, the church, until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity so that we're no longer children or spiritually immature tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine by the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit how many of you guys have ever experienced that in like a ministry or a church and you're like whoa how did i end up in there right but speaking the truth in love in all things, both our speech and our lives, expressing his truth, let us grow up in all things into him, following his example. Who is the head? Christ. Verse 16, from him, the whole body, the church in all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies. Listen, when each part is working properly, it causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. Listen, so in verse 12, he did this to equip and perfect the saints for works of service. Verse 16, when each part is working properly, for works of service and when, it's, when we're all working properly. Let me tell you something. 
God intends for us as family, as the body of Christ, as his church, literally saying that the only way we're actually going to mature, the only way we're going to be unified in love, the only way we're not going to get deceived, go back and read everything I just read. All those reasons are why he says, serve. I'm not kidding. I didn't say it, the Bible, literally, I just read it to you. We are being equipped for works of service. And when we all come together in a place like this and we're all working at something to the glory of God, that is how we mature. How many of you want to be mature believers, mature disciples? You don't want to just um, be deceived and carried off into some weird thing where a, a minister or somebody who calls himself a pastor or whatever is only looking for their own profit, not looking out for the saints, not shepherding people with a loving heart and with the right motives. The only way that you can actually do that, one of the ways, not the only, but one of the ways is to serve using the gifts God has given you. So what Pastor Joe and I are encouraging, and we have practiced this, we still are practicing this. It's not like Joe and I have thought to ourselves, we've arrived, so we come here, we just flit in and we do nothing. Not so. You can ask our exec team what we were here doing Friday afternoon, okay? I won't tell you, but, but literally all of us are to be using our gifts to put our hands to something in order for us to grow and mature. Now I'm gonna keep going in Acts 6 and then we'll wrap this up so we can introduce a few people. So again in the Amplified, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. And now let me set the, the stage for this. This is Acts chapter 6. In Acts chapter 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5, the church has been empowered with the Holy Spirit. Man, they've had the day of Pentecost. Jesus told them, don't do nothing till you've been clothed with power. So they went to the upper room, boom. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, clothed with his power. And then Jesus said, okay, go and do, didn't he? So now, then he's saying here, so, so as the church began to grow and multiply, and how many of you guys know the church is bigger than it's ever been in the entire existence of humanity. The church has kept growing and growing because the kingdom of God will not be stopped. But so listen here, if they're the early church and we're supposed to go back and look at what did the early church do? How did they make it function? Why were they successful? Why did they see miracles and signs and wonders? And why did people get healed in their midst? How could they share everything so much that they sold their properties and they were giving to one another so that not one person in their midst was lacking in anything. So those that had a bunch were like, no, I want my brothers and sisters needs to be met and I want them to, to have what I have. They got their eyes off themselves and onto each other. It's miraculous. But listen, this is what happened in Acts chapter six, verse one. Now about this time, when the number of disciples, oh wait, there we go. When the number of disciples was increasing, a complaint was made by the Greek-speaking Jews against the Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the 12 called the disciples together and said, it's not appropriate for us to neglect the teaching of the word to serve these tables and manage this distribution of food. Therefore, brothers, choose from among yourselves 
Among you, seven men with good reputation, men of godly character and character, moral integrity, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. We'll continue to devote ourselves steadfastly to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The suggestion pleased the whole congregation and they selected Stephen, a man of faith in Christ Jesus, filled with and led by the Holy Spirit. Then it goes on to name all these other dudes, Philip and Time and Parkinson's and yeah. And they, they brought these men before the apostles after praying. They laid their hands on them to dedicate and commission them for for this service and the message of God kept on growing and spreading and the number of disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem and a large number of the priests that were, become, were becoming obedient to the faith, um, accepting Jesus as Messiah and acknowledging him as the source of eternal salvation. My point is this, if clear back in Acts chapter six in the early church, as it kept multiplying and growing and somebody came to leadership, I'm going to bring it up to modern day. Somebody comes to leadership and says, I don't have this for my people. Like, you know, they, they have a complaint, which is really what happened. And it was a legitimate complaint. And so the apostle was like, okay, what are we going to do about this? We're going to pray. And God said to appoint people full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, listen, to serve tables to distribute food, not to come up and lead worship, not to preach at the pulpit. Not, it, it was something as simple as serving the body and God's requirement, he sees, listen, everything you do, whether you think in your sight it's trivial or minor, not in his. He says, whatever, if you've given somebody a cup of water and did it for me and in my name, it's like you did it to me. So he expects us as the family, the body of Christ, to mature and to be filled with the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom in order to serve one another effectively. And again, whether that's in a five-fold ministry, whether you're called to pastor or be an evangelist or whatever it is, but they're listed right there among all the gifts is acts of service. Acts of service. So that we can all grow up in the unity of faith and mature into true disciples of Jesus. So listen, it's one major part of the function of the body of Christ for each other. To come to a place, it's a sign of maturity, literally, to come to a place to say, I'm willing and I am ready to get my eyes off myself, maybe be a little inconvenienced, get here 30 minutes early, stay 30 minutes late. You know what, I'm just giving examples. And I get it because we all go through this stage and this, this conversation internally. Like, you know, it's just so easy for me to like, you know, slip in the back and then, you know, woo, the worship is amazing and Jesus is here. And then right after, whoop, you're gone. And it's so fun, right? <laughs> But then what about the 25 people that are here 
stacking up all these chairs, putting back down the schoolies, <laughs> tearing up and down the children's rooms downstairs, those that are, you know, picking up the buckets and all the signs that you see out there and in the back and the instruments. I mean, like it's, do you know what I mean? Do you hear what I'm saying? There's, there comes a point in all of our hearts where we're honest with ourselves and we say, Lord, what's my part? How can I serve? And Father, you promised me when I give, you will multiply it back to me, wave after wave after wave. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I just want to say this. Unless, unless you know the future that, how do I say this? So from 1995 to 2010, I was, I'd been, sir, I, I served Bobby Indian's church for 12 years. I did a lot of different things in it. And then we moved to Ohio. Anyway, long story short, I didn't know at that point, all of that time that I was giving, I was planting seed to see a harvest with what's taking place here. And so, and it's amazing. Thank you, God. So I'm just telling you this. I don't know what God has for your future. I, I will tell you this, it is good. But are you going to need people to help you? Are you going to need finances to help you? Are you going to need buildings? Are you, what are you going to need? You need to be planting seed now so that you can receive the harvest when it is time. And God will make sure of it, but he can't produce a harvest when you haven't planted any seed. Does that make sense? And so I did not know all those years, the things that I was doing, that I was going to get a harvest here. And I believe it's been other places also. But I just want to encourage you to be open, pray, ask God, where should I serve? What should I do? And we're not asking you to get involved in six different places and give the church 25 hours a week and then try to work, try to, for those of you in Bible college, and we're not trying to kill anybody or ask for something ridiculous. Pray, and God, he'll give you wisdom, and he'll tell you where he wants you. And that's, that's all we're asking you to do is do what God is asking you to do. Thank you for listening. If this message blessed you, please subscribe and share this with a friend. You can tune back in next week for another great message from Freedom Church.